Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. Oh my god, we are living in wonderful reality TV times, even though we're living through scary real times. Brandon Alvarado is here with me to recap the best show on TV, on Bravo, Real Housewives of New York. It's back. We are going to be talking about it every week. We are committed. We are in. Brandon, thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for having me on. I'm I, I listen, I'm very excited and I feel like we can we could really just relax and breathe and we can watch Housewives of New York. I've I never I've never felt more calm in my life than watching Dorinda scream at Tinsley. <laughs> it's true. It's true. What is wrong with us? I re I recorded so many episodes last week. I was just talking to you th- about this to you before we started recording this today. And I actually told Mary Payne, who I do a few recaps with on different platforms every week, the day after New York, I was more calm and more zen talking about other things than I had been prior to that. And I said, I just feel like when these women are back, and I know this sounds super overly dramatic and like I'm an obsessed viewer, which I am, when they're back, it just grounds me. It feels like spring is starting, like the... The resurgence of New York every year feels like a new life to me. And I know I sound like a whack job saying that, but it really does. And in this time, more than ever before, I need that. It's like they're back. Everything's going to be fine. They're going to take us through the summer. Even if we're locked inside, even if it's a new normal for all of us, we still have New York to see us through. Well, I I totally agree. And I also think um, that... I think Dorinda said it best, actually, because I've been keeping up with like some of the with the women doing press because like everyone's sort of like away. So as far as I know, like Lou's in the Hamptons, like Dorinda's in the Berkshires. Sonia's stuck in California. She flew for like a, she flew to California for like a retreat at Palm Desert and ended up getting stuck there. Oh, a quote, <laughs> so she's there. retreat, mm-hmm. a retreat, quote, quote. And, um, and Ramona's with Mario and Avery in Florida. She's in and Boca Leah's Raton, in the right? She's in Boca Raton. And so I think Dorinda said it over like um, probably like a podcast or like some sort of like Skype interview where she was like, New York is like a beating heart. Like when no one's there, it's like it's upsetting. And she sort of felt like this season, like having the show back on, it's going to be nice to watch the city kind of, you know, like the city moving fast and having the women there. It's going to be nice to watch the city look normal and feel normal in that world because it's everything is such in such disarray right now. You're so right. I didn't even think about that. And that's the obvious takeaway here that we're watching New York filled with life, filled with normalcy. And there's something really grounding and beautiful about that. And it's going to be nice. I will say I completely agree. It's going to be nice to have a season. And I think the one thing that I kind of realize it's happening with housewives and it's going to be really weird to kind of see it play out is that obviously the world more importantly is not going to feel the same again after this, after Mm -hmm. this coronavirus and after the pandemic, you know, passes and whatever that looks like, whatever that means. But within the housewives world specifically, you know, Jersey's halted production, Orange County stopped production. It's definitely like, I wonder how Bravo is going to cover the crisis on their shows and it's going to be nice to not have i guess new york a part of that right now like truly i think new york stopped filming around december around christmas time that's when so they stop be, usually yeah yeah so it's going to be nice to watch i think a season where we're completely removed from that that's so true remember the season new york aired it was after the election but then we had to relive the election all over again through carol oh, and yep. it was like 
no, we don't want to relive this. Like this is a time when all of our families were fighting. It was friend against friend. And that was so rough. And it's nice that this season of New York isn't going to contain all of the nightmare that we're going through now. It's going to be like hearkening back to just a simpler time. Not that we oh, yeah. keep our heads in the sand. I hope that you guys listening know that in times like this, we are all dealing with it in different ways. And I know that you guys out there are too, from the social media posts, the Facebook groups that I run. Um, it, to me, it's just really important not to judge how each other are going through this. Now, the way I'm dealing with it is a million different ways, but one thing that's really comforting to me are these shows. They just are. They just are. And I don't care if that makes me sound shallow. It's just comforting. No, I, I mean, you define our comfort when you can. And I will say that, like, I'm yeah. also very curious to know how Bravo will cover the pandemic when it eventually, be, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. and I'm curious to see how that ha- happens, too, and how that works out. I think it's going to be very interesting, first of all, because it's real life. And, you know, it's interesting to see how we're all dealing with it, but also how these women are going to end up dealing with it on the show. I mean, I think, uh, funny enough, it's... I'm looking at how, you know, we're learning about how they're kind of trying to do these shows remotely. And so you, you're seeing Watch Happens Live at Home. You're, there was a photo that Kyle posted yesterday or the other day on Instagram where she's doing confessionals for the season of Beverly Hills online. I know. Which is, which is going to look interesting. I don't know how that's going to look. Oh, my God. I was dying, actually, last week because I said to Mary Payne or Elisa or whoever I was talking to in one of the episodes, I'm like, everyone is a is an at-home podcaster now, basically. Oh, everyone. Like, and I look know, at Andy doing his show. Everybody's doing their shows from home, and I'm like, this is what it's like. You're all doing exactly what I've been struggling with forever now, and it is it really rough is going. Like, technology is crazy. Your sound is off. Like, so you're interrupting each other. I'm like, yeah, the struggle is real, guys. And now with the news, so apparently Candy revealed the other day um, that Atlanta, that they, because they, Andy has always said that the reunion for Atlanta that was supposed to be shot like end of March, that it was going to be mm-hmm. postponed and not canceled. And then he got sick with coronavirus. So everyone thought, okay, they're just going to cancel it. And he still said, no, we're just postponing it. And then Candy revealed the other day that they actually got word that they're going to do an online reunion. So I think a lot of people, I see a lot of people being like, oh, that's going to look terrible and cheap and crappy. And I'm like, you know what? Like, will it? Probably, let's be honest. But at the same time, like, I really respect that they're trying to kind of keep these shows going in some way. I mean, we don't have a lot of options here. Andy's not going to fly to Atlanta to go shoot a reunion. And to me, and they can't have a lot of people on set at one time. It, I mean, it, it wouldn't make any sense unless you want to watch an Atlanta reunion in November, which w- also wouldn't make any sense. Like this is the best that they can do. Just allow it to happen. And if it's low rent and it's a little bit shitty and like, it, it is what it is. Like, what can I say? I mean, like, will we notice that Kyle on Beverly Hills is going to look weird and her confessional shot in her computer? Yes. It's going to look <laughs> weird. We know it. It's going to look really weird and shitty, but like, what else are we supposed to do? I mean, uh, if they don't do it this way, then there's no show. Exactly. Exactly. We just need to give ourselves and everyone else a lot of grace right now. And just, it is what it is. If you're, you know, laugh, if you can't cry, cry, if you can't laugh, just get through it anyway. I will say that it is fine. Cutting, I will say that the idea of them cutting from like a scene within Beverly Hills to then Kyle's confessional, like on the computer. <laughs> It's going to look like I get it. It's going to look bad. I understand it. But like, what are we supposed to do? Oh, my God. I kind of love it. I kind of love that it's going to be the uh, it's going to be the bar that equalizes everyone. You know what I mean? Like You all have to just be like without your glam squads and things to get to do your own eyelashes, whatever. What I will say, too, it's going to be funny is that when we're out of this pandemic and I'm, I'm trying to be nice and positive about this, like, let's say 
you know, later this year when we're at its pandemic, like, let's just picture this. Like, some of these houses, like, I don't know. Well, Beverly Hills, that season's going to run through. But, like, there's definitely going to be, like, in 2021, we're going to watch Broadway shows that have covered the pandemic. And it's still going to be, like, weird kind of, like, filming. Like, we're not, it's, everything's still going to be a little bit off in the Bravo world. So, like, we're going to just get used to it. But it does make me laugh at the idea of, like, our world somewhat being normal again next year. But then we're still, like, watching, like, low rent. Like, <laughs> low death. Yeah. Where, like, the words don't really match up to the mouth and things like that. And people's screams are freezing. Oh, yeah. We're going to oh, be experiencing yeah. that for a long time. And like I said, it's like, welcome to our world. We've all, a lot of us have been dealing with forever do you think vanderpump is gonna film this summer i really don't know i kind of doubt it i doubt it too i hate to say it but like you know what i just don't know i i don't i know andy said recently that they're trying to figure out a way to kind of film orange county in new jersey while Mm. the production and like there's and i think by that he means like skyping in and like checking on them or like if anything like i think that the women could do like a virtual happy hour i don't know i mean there's certainly a lot of stuff going i i don't know but obviously it's not that's not going to make a full season of the show i think that we're all just they're all trying to figure it out and i i do i see that do i think they're going to film the season of vanderpump rules in the summer probably not i don't know i just think the idea of them shooting in june in la sounds like it wouldn't be very plausible i don't think that's going to happen Mm-mm. No, I think I think everything is going to be very delayed by this. I think we have to just like if they're giving us a treat by giving us a Housewives of Atlanta reunion online, like just fucking take it. Like I'll whatever. It. Like I'll take it. It's going to is it going to be great? No, but like would you rather have just not have a reunion at all? <laughs> I guess. Exactly. Exactly. We'll take what we can get. And and by the way, New York is that gift for a reason because we're getting like a full package season during a very dark time and it is all glitzy and glam and we get to pretend like everything's fine for one hour a week. Yeah. And I thank God they filmed that whole season. Thank God. Seriously. Seriously. Okay, before we actually get into the recap, I want to give a shout out to our newest extra shady sponsors over on the Pink Shade Patreon. Uh, Kat and Kimberly, thank you, girls. I have figured out a way to mail swag from my house because I've jumped into 2020 and I don't want to go to the post office. So I'll be mailing that stuff out to you this week. And um, thank you to everyone who's supporting me on Patreon and supporting Mary Payne and I on the Hey Bunky Patreon, where we're doing bonus recaps every single week. I'll still be putting out plenty of free content here on Pink Shade um, for as long as we can. We're just going to keep going as long as we can. We know this is a tough time for everyone. We're all doing what we can. I'm trying to support other podcasters and entertainment out there that's getting me through. And I appreciate so much those of you who are doing that for us and other podcasters out there, too, whose content... um, you subscribe to, but just listening to this, leaving a nice review, hitting the five stars, you know, that really helps. None of us are perfect, but we're just going to, we're just going to keep trying you guys. And we're going to keep trying to enjoy the, the lighter side of life on here too. That's what this is about for me. Like taking a break, enjoying the lighter side of life, which is Dorinda screaming at Tinsley. Let's face it. We all find joy in these like crazy ass women being nut jobs. And the women of New York have come back to be complete nut jobs right out of the gate. It's even funnier watching their delusion in this tough time right now because it is so otherworldly to me. Like watching Luann walk out of that courthouse as if she has just spent 40 years locked up. I referred to her as like her Nelson Mandela moment on Elisa Rosen's <laughs> podcast last week. Like she acted like she had been locked up wrongly in a cell 
you know, been starved to death for 40 years. She comes out of there like, I am free at last. Sonia, can you believe it? Sonia doesn't even know where she is. She's like, huh? What? I mean, Sonia is just looking like a mess, which I love. Oh I love God, a messy yes. Morgan. Me too. And Luann is still the same person. She just will never change ever. I got to tell you. So let's just get into this. Okay. Let's do it. Because before that even happened, before the credits rolled and Dorinda was like, when I was even Dorinda's tagline, she was like, I made it always be right and never wrong. <laughs> before we heard that. <laughs> before we heard that, we got a, a, a clip of the women reacting to Bethany leaving the housewives, oh, which has never happened, which has never happened before because one, they don't like to break the fourth wall. And the other reason why it's never happened before is because no other housewife besides Bethany and has <laughs> really left the show before besides our own like LVP, basically like, there's, so they actually had a moment where they got to react to her dropping the news, like the day production started that she was quitting the show. And so of course, Sonia is like, I feel abandoned. I feel abandoned. Like my daughter abandoned me when she went to college. And then we have like, Dorinda was like, should I cry? And then we have Ramona being like, Oh, I'm not going to miss her. Like, oh, what do you have to talk about her? Ugh. Like, she was so just... I she mean, was Ramona like really... one big shoulder shrug. She was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Shrugging Ugh, her shoulders like... over and over again. I'm like, I love all of you so much in this moment. The reaction me shots too. actually just got me in the mood. I was like, oh, they're back. The Bethany-Ramona relationship, I mean, is even the moments where I think they actually like each other, like, Ramona fucking hates her. Like, it's bad. And so she's like, Ugh, I don't even want to talk about this. It's disgusting. And Luann, of course, is like, well, I don't know how I'm going to miss her very much because, you know, after everything she's done to me, cuts back to, like, Bethany calling her a whore in season eight. Um, <laughs> Luann's like, I'm just not going to miss her and the show will go on without you. I just was like, Bethany, not a secret, was my favorite housewife mm-hmm. of all time. I, I love Bethany Frankel. And as much as I enjoyed this episode, I do think that there was, you felt the absence of Bethany. And I think that that was inevitable. I think Bethany was on the show for from obviously she's an OG, but she came back to the show for five years. I think a lot of people also tend to forget that Dorinda's first season was Bethany's return season. It was. So Dorinda's mm-hmm. never been on the show without Bethany before. Um, and so I thought that was kind of interesting to see. Um, and same with like Tinsley, obviously like Tinsley's never been on the show without Bethany. I, I, it was interesting to kind of see what was going on, but I don't know. I, I was I understand that they were going to do that thing. I I thought it was a, a little bit of an fu to Bethany and a little bit of payback for like leaving the show and kind of like not really giving anyone any warning about it. But I really felt like I think Bethany is doing such amazing work right now for with Be Strong and for the coronavirus. Like in a way that like she's doing more than I think a lot of people are doing our government's doing I'm just, I'm just saying and like i i even like i i've never donated to be strong before but i did like a couple weeks ago i donated money to be strong because i was just really like i saw her post and i like cried and i was just like oh my god like i just like really respected the, i really respect the work that she's doing i do too i and do so I, too i'm glad you said that because i thought the juxtaposition of bethany what she is doing in real time right now with be strong and then these women being like oh my god oh my god I don't know. I don't know. She's fine. She's gone. Like Ramona. I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And the reason why this is an escapism for us, but then Bethany doing her real work out there is where she should be and what she, you know, she is doing amazing things. I love her as a housewife, but I'm kind of glad that she's not on this season fighting with women. I'm glad that she's off the show because it, it, I don't know. There's something about, again, this season is just a bomb for us. It's all just like kind of stuff that was filmed a long time ago before this all hit 
and it can just take us out of ourselves. And if Bethany were doing her charity work right now, and then we'd see her on the show having to deal with all the stupid fake drama, I think that'd be very weird. I think it'd be very weird. And I will say that like, obviously it's fine. They filmed the show a long time ago and are by a long time, I mean months ago. And so of course seeing Ramona like react to the news, like I'm not holding that against anyone for being like, no, I get it. Dude. Totally. Like I'm not holding what I am holding against Ramona Singer and Luann De Lesseps, And I don't mind saying this in the podcast is the fact that they're doing press interviews where they're actively still today talking about how the show's way better without Bethany and how, and like basically just saying like, F you to Bethany and I'm like what the fuck I, I get that Ramona and Luann are garbage people I really do but like the fact that like <laughs> Luann and I just like Bethany's doing such amazing work and I'm like I'm sort of like I get that you to promote your show and that you're desperate to sort of like prove that like the show's never needed Bethany but like how dare you I was I, I, I'm sorry I know that like I, I just I have to say it because I, I think for them to do press interviews talking about how the show's way better without Bethany like and how Bethany and it basically just being like Bethany sucks. It's like as much as you like, whether you're a fan of the show and hate Bethany or whether you're Ramona and Luann and you're, and you're happy about it, like whatever. Bethany's doing such great work. Like there's just for me, there's no room for that right now. I hate to say it, but like there's no room for that in the press interviews. I enjoyed it on the show. I agree. I don't, I, agree. I don't like it now. The current interviews, they need to take the tone of the room. But have you ever known Ramona Singer or Luann Deliceps to take the temperature of a room? Oh, no. I no, mean, no, they no, have never, no never, idea. Never. They have no idea what's going on ever outside of their, themselves, period. No, Mona has no idea. Mona and Lou have no clue what's going on. And what I will say, too, about Lou is I think it's interesting to have a season where Luann's uh, drinking is obviously a big topic, but we don't have the two women that were so central to her sobriety and her legal issues last year, which was Bethany and Barbara. I know. And I'm one of the Barbara stands. I love Barb. I think she's fabulous. She I love Barb. She was not a good housewife, though. She was not a good housewife, but I think that she needed some time to cook. And I think that she, I actually would have been very interested to see how she would have been on this show with Leah as like the two new additions. Because I think Barb has hmm. such, I know, it's a controversial opinion. And by the way, everyone's like screaming at their phones. I'm like being like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Because it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not the right answer. I know it. No, and I, actually can, love I love that you have your own opinions about this. And Barbara what, seemed like a nice, decent person. Hence the reason why I think she was a bad housewife. She was a nice, decent person who was a bad housewife. But I think that, I think that she was one of the few housewives that wasn't taking any of Dorinda's bullshit. And I think that she, Dorinda hated hated barb hated barb and i think that barb was like if you give her some time to cook i think she would have really gone after dorinda more sonia really liked her bethany and her were friends like lou she would have had a whole storyline about being against lou this year and i actually think that she and leah would have been friends because you know i what? Think... maybe they're both entrepreneurs i mean well maybe i don't know i've never heard of married <laughs> to the mob but allegedly it's a brand <laughs> out there I know. I will say, I actually, and I, we'll talk about Leah in a sec. I actually loved Leah, but, you know, besides, so I'm not trying to say this about, like, anti-Leah. I love Leah. But the reason why I'm saying with Barb and that Barb should have been involved because I told you, like, when watching the trailer for the season and not having Bethany there, but having Leah come in, like, I think it's very obvious that Leah was meant to be a seventh housewife with Bethany on the show and not a replacement for Bethany. And I say that because... Leah's wild. Like, Leah looks like she's going to bring it, but it looks like... But the trailer for the new season sort of looks like what happens when, like, the parents not home, and it's just, like, kids running amok, because Bethany really was that central grounding force of the show. 
So it really just looked like kids gone wild. It just looked like kids gone wild. That's what the trailer was in New York, which is what it is every year. But like Bethany was there to sort of guide us. And I actually think that Barb would have been a good guiding force. I really believe that. I think Barb you know, would have been a good, right. calmer wife. I yeah. really do. And I think, and look at Barb and then look at Leah, two very different women, two very different energies, but with some similarities. I actually think it would have been a dynamite sort of cast if Barb was there. Or, or by the way, someone like her. I, I, I stand by the fact that I think Leah should have been on the show with someone else. What do you think about the rumors that Kate Chastain is like a shoe in for Real Housewives of New York? Not that she would, I don't know that she would do it or they would ask her, but it's just been swirling ever since she announced leaving Below Deck and she moved to New York. People are like, oh my God, she'd be perfect. Or do you think that is too I love meta? It. Um, I think it's probably too meta in reality, but my heart likes it. My heart wants it, but my heart also wants a diversity on the show. My heart wants, the heart wants what the heart wants. I know, I really would love to see her mix it up with these ladies. I think. Kate Chastain and Sonia together would be amazing. I completely agree. I I I love Kate. I think she'd be really fun on the show. Um, I think I told you that like what I'm hearing about Kate is that apparently they're trying to poach her for like this like new sort of like possible game show that Bravo would no. like to do. I'm hearing that it's I'm hearing that it's the same thing with Vicky. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh God. Oh yeah. God. Like, Vicky on a game show nightmare. I can't. No, I don't like that Mm -hmm. idea, but I do like the idea of her being on Housewives of New York. And I think it'd be a fun little, I mean, I I think with Housewives of New York, it's such a core group that it'd be fun to do some sort of like experimental casting. I don't mean that in a weird way, because obviously, I mean, Kate, just like the rest of them, God bless her, is like a white blonde woman. So she's perfect for Housewives of New York. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Keep the one dimensional, you know, non-diversity going New York, please. But that seems to be their brand. Because my number one thing is like, let's get diversity on the show. But I, I will say with Kate, what I meant by experimental casting is more so that like she's on another Bravo show. It's a little bit meta. It's a little bit weird. Like, I think that would be kind of a cool, you know, casting. I think with New York, too. I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm curious to know what's what the casting is going to look like for the next few years. Like how long Ramona is going to stay with us and, you know, how long. Oh, Ramona will be. She'll be, you know making her own heart beat again if it stops she will never leave she will absolutely stay until the last curtain goes down to the floor i mean can you ever see her leaving the show of her own volition oh no never oh no but by the way i want to add to the barbara like because now i'm taking over barbara another reason why barbara would have been really good as a cast member alongside barbara i'm obsessed with barbara and barbara's (laughs) never coming back the reason why I'm liking this too, like the idea of like Barbara being there alongside Leah, is that Leah's the youngest housewife we've ever had on New York City. She She's is. only 37. Mm-hmm. And Ramona's 60 something. And I, Leah literally said her mom's like two years older than Ramona. Um, Lou and Dorinda and, and Sonia are in their 50s. Uh, Barb's in her 50s, I think. And like, I like, I, I always thought that the idea of casting older women was better for Housewives of New York because they're mostly women of a certain age. They're not 37 like Leah. Um, but I like the idea of the one younger one, the one who's sort and then the other one who's sort of like more around the same age. I was sort of similar to like the Shannon and Lizzie casting on OC from season yeah. nine. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting that they brought in Leah in that first scene with Tinsley, like as Tinsley's friend. And really, truly what we're hearing is that Leah was supposed to be brought in with Bethany. 
with Bethany. Which yeah, would have made Bethany much more sense. Bethany and her have the same facialist. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have made much more sense. How did? How much did you love Marty the boxer at the beginning? Though, <laughs> just like reading them for filth, and not even. It's like they didn't even tell him he was filming a housewife show, or they did, and he got pissed off and was like, "What the fuck? I can't believe I have to do this." I mean, he was just like, "Nobody gives a shit. Take off your earrings. Punch me in the face." I know. It was so funny. I, I just loved when Tinsley took off her earrings. She's like, this is my identity and this is who I am. And like the bug, the guy, Marty's like, I don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. He goes, again, <gasps> nobody gives a shit. Again, I nobody gives a shit. I'm like, can you imagine? Can mm-hmm. you imagine, though, if that guy were one of the trainers on Beverly Hills or something? I mean, they would be horrified. I know. I liked when Tinsley socked him right in the face and then got scared and ran. And which would be me, by the way. I would get like one good shot in, like one good one, and I'd be like, ah! and like I'd run out and be like, oh my god, because I, I mean, listen. As much as I like, wish I could have any like Leah energy, because Leah could beat the fuck out of you, and you know it. Like, <laughs> as much as I wish I had that kind of energy, where like Leah, like someone who's like pretty glammed up, gorgeous, and like but still could beat the shit out of you. No, I'm Tinsley. We're like, I get one good sock right in there. Like, I get one good punch. And I'm like, oh my God. I like run away. <laughs> but also, when she punched him in the face, he just kind of swayed and didn't even change facial expression. I know he had his gear on to protect him, but I'm like, you just got punched in the face. I think this guy gets punched in the face like right in the times a day. He's like oh, the yeah. mountain on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones reference. I don't know if you're getting that or not, but he just is like, he was kind of like half human, half um creation of some some kind of mad scientist i'm like i love this dude i want him to be the trainer on every single scene where they have to do any exercising because he just can't even he's not even playing around with them there's no like halfway flirting he's not there to promote his career loved it can we talk taglines by the way for a sure let's talk taglines I think Leah has one of the best new, I, one of the best new taglines, like newbie taglines I've ever heard, which is I, I may float like a butterfly, but I sting like a bitch. That's a great tagline. I don't know if I like that too much. I was like, oh, I don't know. I thought it was it's one a, of the best. You know what? Their taglines are pretty good. I think I'm over taglines at this point. Oh, I'm st- I live for them. I'm like ready. When, when that tagline, okay. like when those taglines came out like a few weeks ago, I was like, I need this. I was like, I immediately clicked on it. And so Dorinda's is... <laughs> I'll go through them. Dorinda's was like, she opens it. She looks, I gotta say, Dorinda's never looked better. She looks stunning. I her haircut's her fabulous. Hair. Okay, her hair it's is giving amazing. Me, like bad quarantine thoughts. Like, oh, I should cut like, you my hair, hair short. Like that? And, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I get don't it. Dorinda do it. has the face for it. I gotta say, Dorinda always looks better with shorter hair. She, looks she does. Amazing. Her hair color's amazing. So she looks stunning in the intro, but her course, her line is something stupid, which is, I may not always be right, but I'm never wrong. <laughs> Which, by the way, Dorinda's tagline, her best one has always been, always been, will always be. I tell it like it is, but I always make it nice. Yeah, I love that. That's an amazing tagline that sums up Dorinda. But Dorinda always, I don't know why, I think like, you know how Kyle always does like the In Beverly Hills tagline? Dorinda's taglines are always like, like last year's, like this one, I'm not, I'm not always right, but I'm never wrong. Last year's was like, if you have a problem with me. It's your problem. Like, it just didn't... Like, her taglines are sort of just, like, threats or something. They're always threats. They're always super aggro. She's always like, fuck off. She's always screaming. Yeah, she's always screaming in her tagline. It's yes. very weird. I know. But that's Dorinda. That's, she's coming in hot. Scene... Like, I know. Immediately. Episode one. It's Don't you think from the season trailer, it's going to be all about Dorinda and Dorinda fighting with everyone and everyone's the villain. Dorinda, she has the problem. Yeah, she's the villain yeah. this season. Absolutely. And Tinsley is villain. her first target. 
Tinsley's our first target, and we'll definitely talk about, like, Dorinda and, like, the way the show's positioning her. I will say before that, I'm thinking of the other ones. Okay, Sonia's tagline was something like, she's the whole lifestyle brand. She's I not kinda, just an accessory. She's not an accessory. She's the whole lifestyle brand. I kind of love that, actually. I love when she... That was a good one. I love her callbacks to her failed businesses. Me too. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's so yeah. funny. So, uh, Ramona's is, I don't need to find love. I love myself. Whatever. And then immediately she's bawling in a restaurant. <laughs> um Lou's we went through Leah's Tinsley's is like life is not um life is not a fairy tale but mine's the exception hopefully mine's the exception okay Brittany Cartwright poor Tinsley Mm -hmm. I gotta say Tinsley's best one she has always had dud taglines but I actually thought her first season tagline was pretty amazing which was like about like um like always have to have good lashes like even in a mugshot that's a great that was actually a good tagline I agree that was such a cool one, and, and she's it's it's like flopped ever since. She always yeah. has terrible taglines. Well, she's um, about to then, like quit the show, as we know. Oh, she's, she's about to very quit close. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Lou's final tag, Lou's tagline, the final one was like, "Lower the curtain, like l- l- something about the lights, and like I'm taking control of my life." <laughs> Don't you love when Luann and Sonia are on the bench, and Luann's like, "What about me? Aren't people going to care about me?" And I'm like. Have you not watched every single episode from last season? Yes. Unbelievable say, how much she doesn't change. And Sonya just and eating that pretzel or that Bethany. sandwich. I know. Her that's just why like, I wish, that was amazing. Yeah, it was. That's why I wish we had Barb and Bethany in this case, because at least someone would call her out for her bullshit. And like, at least Sonya kind of did in that moment. But like, it's going to be like Lou getting away with all this shit again. And I'm like, oh, like I can't. But I got to tell you, she looks amazing. She looks so good. And she's still how walking she the line of not drinking. She, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. And we find out that Leah kind of has an interesting relationship with alcohol, too. She didn't drink for nine years and then she did again. And she doesn't feel like she can trust herself with it. So she's taking a break. Typical she, New York housewife. Typical. And I like that she and Luann bonded over their past with the police. I was like, hmm, I interesting. She's like, yeah, I, I got I punched know. in the face and I started my business from the $75,000 that I won in the suit. And yeah, I turned lemons into lemonade. And I'm like, what the fuck? What kind I of know. story what is this? What a backstory. By the way, with thoughts on Leah's relationship with her 12-year-old daughter and mm-hmm. saying that they're best friends, a la Ramona and Avery. Ramona and Avery all over again. I talked to Lisa <laughs> Rosen about this on her podcast, Reality of Reality. We did a full recap blow by blow of the first episode, which we're doing more highlights here, you guys. But we were we're horrified because both Elisa and I have a single daughter. Everyone in New York except Luann has one daughter who they're obsessed yeah. with. Yeah. And Elisa and I were like, we have to make sure we don't turn into those people. Like, we have to make sure because we're both obsessed with our daughters, too. I mean, that's what happens when you have the one, right? Totally. totally. That is exactly so- what Leah is doing. She's like, I'm not the regular mom. I'm the cool mom. Look, we like to talk about this and boys and blah. And the girl sitting there, the, her daughter is adorable. And I'm sure they do have a lovely relationship. But she is setting herself up as the equally delusional to the other women, which I enjoy. I actually enjoy that because I'm like, if she is just kind of this fierce, funny girl, that's not going to work. She has to be delusional, too. And in that scene, I was like, OK, here, we've got it. She is delusional. Well, it's funny because, like, at least she even has, like, the somewhat of a self-awareness to be like, oh, like, if it's weird, I don't care. Like, it might be weird. I just don't give a fuck. Like, Ramona's not doing that. Ramona That's generally true. thinks that it's, like, totally fine to, like, be, like, the same age as Avery and, like, fuck Avery's guys. 
I know when Ramona was talking to Sonia, I mean, Sonia is so sad that her daughter went to college and Bethany's abandoned her and her toaster oven line never got off the ground, whatever. Her. Ramona's like, well, oh my God, I just go to the parties and whatever. And Sonia's like, yeah, I don't do that. I'm like, when Sonia is calling you out for being crazy, you know you crazy. Oh, yeah. I, it's, <laughs> oh my God, by the way, Sonia's apartment. What so scene, is happening there? Scene, some brilliant editing where it's like Ramona brings over Coco, who Sonia ask and rightfully so asked uh if, if coco was dead and she was like i thought coco had died and ramona said no no coco's still alive because if anyone's gonna outlast anyone in the show it's coco it's coco and okay how funny is coco. it that the first thing sonia says to ramona is like oh she's still alive can you imagine yes, exactly. someone on another city some housewife saying to another housewife oh your dog's still alive and them getting over it <laughs> they got over it in a new york minute it was like oh yeah really she did. is what do you mean and they just move on i'm like oh your dog is still alive still alive your dog yeah that was is hysterical still alive is, as an opening line is every is the reason why the show is amazing and then and the so, editing so, of the dog yeah. of like coco basically being uh assaulted Humped by marley the entire conversation i die it's so funny. Sonia's second dog, Marley, humping um, Coco. Do you ever think about, and I think about Milu often, do you ever think about Milu, Sonia's uh, old dog who had passed and she ended up throwing the ashes into the into the river, but it ended up blowing back into her face? <laughs> All the ashes flew right back into her face and she breathed them in. Yes. She has that dog inside of her. I think about Milu often. I really do. <laughs> it's weird. Isn't that weird. Oh my god! I have I to get it together. Really that do. is the best scene. Oh, that is such a good it's one of the best scenes we've ever had. And they were playing like the jokey, like climbing, like burr, 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 as it like blew back. She flings the ashes, and then she literally breathes them all in in a dark cloud. <laughs> she inhaled all of them. And then but she, she really coughs. Did. I'm like. Oh! <laughs> and they do they play the clown music during it as if it's not even sad you're like this is a true sitcom and sony just gets over it and she moves on oh my god it was so funny it was i really i do think of milu often and, and to be honest i don't think milu would have survived her new apartment which is like at this point like pre-hoarders like it's i don't know what it's the, not like, pre go into it's not we, pre oh, it is full hoarders, hoarders now. it's heading toward hoarders buried alive which is the final stage of hoarders my issue with sony's apartment is as much as i'm as much as i'm like happy for her that she moved out of the townhouse i can't like wrap my head around her apartment and just like the layout of it i can't i can't wrap my head around it like because it feels feels like I know it's a two bedroom because we saw her room and we saw Quincy, her daughter's room. But for some reason, every time you're in the space, like with the cameras and like Ramona's walking in, it looks like a studio apartment. It does. I know it's very small. And that's what she said she wanted. I feel like it was really an apartment for her daughter and she just moved into it. Yeah, I think so, too. And that's why the walls are painted pink and things like that. And but Sonia, you know, the phrase like wherever you go, there you are. That's Sonia. And so, she, you know, you can take her out of the dilapidated townhouse, but if you put her into a brand spanking new apartment that's all clean lines, she will turn it into a version of the dilapidated townhouse. It's just the way she lives. And I think everyone, I do think that everybody thought that like the moment she's out, she's going to be like much like clean living. Like, no, like Ramona's uh, not Ramona. Sonia's always going to be that person who like has like uh, truly like shit 
everywhere. Like she's going to have old magazines. She's going to have a doily laying around somewhere. She's going to have like old food laying around. She's going to have alcohol in the corner. She's going to have like dirty underwear. Even saw it in her bed. Like I remember like that, that it's so funny because that meme is going around of Sonia. It was like from a couple years ago where she was like, (laughs) she was doing some home renovation. So she was in her bed and she was working from her bed. So she's like going through her mail and she's like, oh, jury duty. Got to do that. She's like, oh, bills I got to pay. At one point she smells her underwear and she goes, oh, those are the dirty ones. These are the fresh ones. <laughs> Everything in that bed is like my hashtag quarantine life right now. Sonia, exactly. Sonia was the early warning system for how we're all going to live during this. Her laying in that bed with that Dexter's laboratory, just clear oh. mat in front of her, looking like a murder scene, is everything. That's exactly how Sonia's going to live wherever she is. And that's why the apartment has turned into hoarders, almost hoarders buried alive. Sonia, Sonia has a very chaotic, she has a very chaotic energy to her. So I don't, I think that she's always going to have that sort of like living space. The, and the other person I will say who has a similar energy, but she keeps it hidden well is Dorinda because totally. Dorinda's Berkshire's house is filled with shit, like filled with shit. That's just like more organized. It is. She has a staff to help her. Sonia losing her staff was really the end of hiding who she was. You know what I mean? Now that yeah. she has to do the care and feeding of herself, except for maybe the occasional intern who's unpaid to get her a bagel. This is yes. the real Sonia. And I think Dorinda would be Sonia if she would lose her staff and money as well. Do you think Dorinda's housekeeper, Len, is quarantining with her? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I wonder. I wonder if we're going to see Dorinda. Poor Len. Like raw. Dorinda WWE raw looking like Sonia if Len isn't with her. Because, again, I think she would fall into that same thing. Never forget when we saw the basement of Sonia's townhouse, the 1900 Wesson bottles of, like, oil stacked up. (laughs) That told me everything I needed to know about Sonia. I'm like, Sonia hoards vegetable oil that is like yeah that is some serious hoarding right there sonia's a doomsday prepper and so that's why i'm kind of totally. surprised that she's the one out of all of them that's like currently trapped like farthest away from her house she's like i just really doomsday prepper. She she's is. a doomsday prepper but the fact that she's she prepped and she's not actually in her space it's like really concerning to me <laughs> because i think about this often like sonia if people don't understand this like sonia i said it before sonia was going on a retreat in California, and she was supposed to come back. And then she got quarantined, and now she's stuck. As far as I know, she is stuck in the place that she's retreating, like in the resort. Like, she's stuck there. And she said that she hasn't had solid food in two weeks because it was a detox resort. <laughs> Do you know what this actually means? Sonia is stuck in rehab. I just, she's stuck in rehab. She is and stuck I, in rehab, and she might be there for months. That's you know, amazing. I, I I hate to say this because, you know, I hate to be I hate to be base, but Sonia, you know, as much we know all about Sonia's, you know, poop and farting issues as they've as they've explained on the show. I mean, she literally had an issue where she was, you know, she already explained in episode one this season that she was absolutely gassy. And Ramona said, please do not gas. Like, please do not pass gas in front of me in the apartment. Sonia not having solid food for two weeks you know is a problem. It's going to be a Cartagena trip all over again where they're just like shitting on the floor. Except it will just peeing, be Sonia. Peeing out your butt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She is no stranger to the adult diaper though. <laughs> no, she's not. She's fine she's with not. that. I, will, I love the fact that that was a tidbit is that she had to wear an adult diaper on the way back from Cartagena because she truly was shitting herself. And I respect that. You know what? Sonia wears an adult diaper of her uh, by choice of her own volition on the bus to go place. Remember when she talked about that, getting on the jitney, and she's like, I just wear a diaper. 
And we're like, what? Yes. One of my favorite things. Yes, that made me laugh so hard. One of my other favorite, like, Sonia pooping stories is simply that, like, she, it was, it was actually last year, it was in Miami. And Sonia always, like, anything causes her gas. Anything. And they actually, it was Air so bad. Air conditioning causes her Yes, it was that. It was a scene where she was like, she was like, someone turn off the air conditioning. It makes me poop. And Bethany literally goes, stop bragging. Because <laughs> as we know, Bethany can't shit. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Okay, let's talk. We're just going to hit the highlights, you guys. So let's talk about Ramona <laughs> losing it among her friends in the bar, like scene one of Ramona. She is so crying funny. with no tears. Yeah. And she's talking about how she's just done trying to find someone. She had her fun, but now it's all hitting her. And she just really wants a partner. Cut to she's quarantined with Mario and Avery in Boca. Do you think um, they might be getting back together? Yes, of course. They're endgame and they should get back together. I think they were always the perfect couple. Mona and Mario um, were always the best couple. And what makes me laugh about the scene where she's sobbing her eyes out um, is the fact that she, of course, says in her press interview, well, since Bethany left the show, I really felt like I could be more open and honest about what was going on in my life. I really felt like I could be more open and honest about it. And meanwhile, I'm watching that scene. I'm like, this, this is typical Ramona, like going to a bar, like sobbing her eyes out with no tears coming out. And then actually and then like being fine because her like elderly neighbor was like giving her comfort amongst with like her girlfriends. It really, I was like, this is typical Ramona. This is like not like Ramona revealing more than she already has. No, exactly. It's not really any different. It just happened really fast. I was like, we're already going here where she's going to cry about her life. Like we don't even get an opening scene of her just laughing at a bar. She's actually having a full meltdown immediately. I know. That was kind of odd. Thoughts on her friend Elise, by the way, who was apparently supposed to be like one of the new cast members. Okay. Ish, that's, there's a question. For the masses, is this person going to be a repeat character like a Missy, or is she supposed to be something more? Are we never? She's see supposed her again? to be like a friend of the housewives, who's for some reason not given the title. Like there was photos because okay. they film they film in a couple of places this year. So one of the places they're filming at is Newport, Rhode Island, where my friend has a house. So I immediately texted her when I saw photos. I was like, they're in Newport because they were at a restaurant. That I we love were at over Newport. The summer. My family, Newport. my mom's family, oh. lives near there. Love, love, love. It's amazing. It's a cast trip with Leah, obviously, the cast member, and Elise was there. Okay, so she is going to be thrown into the mix more than just, like, at a bar scene where Ramona cries. That's why she was at Dorinda's party, too, yes, before Ramona was even right. there. Okay. Because oh Dorinda's like, hi. Dorinda's like, I always invite Ramona's friends, and it's like, Elise, and Ramona's not even there yet. Let's cut to Ramona's entrance to that party. That was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. That was probably the time I laughed out loud the most during the scene when she just kind of strokes the young guy's chest like, oh, hi. And then she looks at her friends. She looks at Sonia Tinsley and Leah, who she doesn't really know yet. And she just walks by them. I'm like, this bitch is amazing. She will never change. It was one of the funniest scenes of, and she looks right at the camera. She looks right at the camera, looks right at Leah and is like, no, like she literally, she truly looked at Leah and she's like, I'm not doing this. Like, bye. Cause she probably saw Leah and was like, oh, that's the new cast member. Like, no, she can come up to me. Bye. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. It was very Vicky of her. It was very funny. It was very Vicky. And then the other funny part, I mean, there's so many funny parts to this because New York is the funniest of all the franchises. Always. I think, I think we all just have to agree on that. If we can agree on nothing else, it is the funniest one. When Ramona was dancing her Elaine Bennis style herky jerky dancing to to the drag queen who was singing Luann's song, who then Luann took seriously, like this is my moment. She oh. she she was not in on the joke at all, and Luann is out there singing the song with her. 
Ramona, they kept filming her dancing because it's the best. Every time she lets loose on the dance floor, it's the best. That whole scene was like so ridiculous and so perfect. I got to ask you, speaking of that scene, um, I thought Ramona's outfit was one of her, because God knows, we, as much as we can love Mona, she does not have the best style. No. Cut, back to every, cut back to every scene where she wears a macrame dress on vacation or like an itsy bitsy yellow bikini. Um, <laughs> she does not have the best style, but she looked great with that like jumpsuit that she was wearing at the party. She did look great, except for when she was dancing. Yeah. The, the dancing was bad. Meanwhile, what was Dorinda wearing? I don't what know. What was that? It was very what were the mil- bottoms? Did you see the bottoms? It was like she was wearing a blazer. Meets, I don't know. It it confused me greatly. But then Dorinda has made some very questionable choices in the past as well. They all do, which is kind of the fun of it. They're all like it really is the fun there. of it. I got to tell you, she. I was I was enjoying the hair. It was a new hairstyle. I was enjoying it. Love it. I liked it. I loved it. But and the top I thought was kind of fun. I was like, oh, it's a Dorinda top. Like it's a Dorinda blazer. It's always a little bit eccentric. Like I think Dorinda, as she's been on the show for a few more years, has been like for the past few years has gotten more and more like eccentric with her style. And she's like, oh, this is the way I really dress. She was wearing like white leggings. That was the shock. <laughs> Brandon, that was the shock. That was the shock. And, uh, <laughs> so that was like the same energy as when Sonia said that Luann not bringing the truffle fries was the real misdemeanor. That Great line. Oh my God. But wait, when Dorinda like filmed from the front and she was announcing that she was going to bring this drag queen on to perform Luann's song and Luann's like oh my god it's not just the olive branch it's the entire tree and I'm like oh god <laughs> well she but was like I have a special guest I know but then they then they reverted to shooting her from the back and it looked like someone had rubbed a helium balloon on the top of her head for three full minutes like yes Dorinda like something had happened like it looked like she had rubbed her head against John or something. Okay, let's cut. Well, you know what to, it let's was? Cut she definitely fell. She definitely fell. She fell. That's what definitely happened at some point. She, she fell. fell. You're right. And she was like, and she was like, sorry. And it was to like literally the wall. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so we are we going to see the breakup of Dorinda and John on this season? Yes, 100%. Okay. We're going to see it. And I'm glad that we got a, a John moment. I loved when he burned his hand on the pan, on the lasagna pan, and she said nothing about it. She really hates him. She, she really, really does not like him. She was like, ever since I broke my rib, which was the biggest shock, by the way, that she just casually dropped that she broke her rib because Carson Cressley. Yeah, always injured because Carson Cressley threw her over her balcony or something. It was something very crazy. <laughs> Dorinda's in her mid fifties. Let's just say that with like the story, and like she really can go at it. She does not. She can do it. She can party. She oh, really can. absolutely. And so can John. And I think that's gonna yeah come crashing down. Dorinda going in on Tinsley. Let's talk about this at the party. Oh my god! First of all, Leah Swing. is like, where am I? What's happening? You guys actually scream at each other like this. Her shock was hilarious because it's always fun seeing a newcomer witness in real life how these women talk to each other and then Sonia's sitting there like oh whatever like she's so used to it I love Leah I forgot that Leah was like our newest one since Tinsley and and Tinsley as much as she's like fine on the show and as much as I like her now she was not like I wouldn't say she's a great she was a great new addition Tinsley like she was very boring for a while she was just the person living in Tonya in Sonia's dusty townhouse spare room I mean who was just kind of like fighting with Sonia but Leah is coming in more as a self-actualized human being. She's not just like trying to be cat. No, it has to do the care and keeping of Leah. Like they had to do with Tinsley. She was great. I love Leah's. This is a great episode for her. I loved watching her at that party. Um, I loved watching her reaction to Tinsley uh, Dorinda stuff because truly I think with Dorinda, you know, my issue with her, uh, my issue with Dorinda is that she clearly 
has a very strong hatred and a lot of resentment towards Tinsley, but I don't why? really know why, because she hates her. Like I, you I don't can get tell it. When, you can tell the way Dorinda speaks to her. You can tell she hates Tinsley and has absolutely zero respect for her I know, as a human being. T- and I'm like, break, break it a down trust for me. Kid. Why do you, why well, do you Tins- think that is? Tins is a trust fund kid. Okay. And I think that Dorinda for some reason won't acknowledge that. Um, I think to be honest, I think that Dorinda has fears of, I think Dorinda has a very, very, like, everything she calls out Tinsley for, like, the stuff about, like, oh, you're laying on your back for a pair of shoes, which was a really horrible, nasty thing to say. Awful. Um, awful. I think that she was projecting onto Tinsley every fear that she's ever had about about her own marriages and her relationships and the way she makes her own money. Like, I know that Dorinda had a career, but to be honest, like, what is, I don't mean to be rude, but what is, what was, what is, has, has when was the last time Dorinda worked? And by the way, that doesn't matter. But the, but my point is that, like, her money that she has now, from what I understand, was from her late husband, and I think she sold his business, and so she has money from that. Mm-hmm. But you know, now she—I mean, the joke has always been like, "Oh, I get my dry cleaning from John." Like that's that. Like I can use him for my dry. Like I feel like Dorinda. I feel like Dorinda is projecting some of her own fears, but the way people look at her onto Tinsley. I, I absolutely agree, and I think that's what she did to Luann when it was about Luann's drinking, because Dorinda is concerned about her own. She looks at Tinsley, and Tinsley is like on and off again kind of fucked up relationship with someone who is of con- is convenient to her perhaps and she knows that she is in the same boat she Dorinda to me is the tragic character I mean she lost the love of her life when she talks about him she cries I mean that is not like a Ramona fake tears in the bar thing no she no, cries she is yeah. authentically this is why I, even though Dorinda acts like a monster sometimes I do love her because she has these moments of authenticity where you know she is speaking the truth, especially in her confessionals. She is very strong in confessionals. I think you know? Dorinda is the realest one of them all in that in that group. I think that which she's is, the one who's been raw. Yes, which is why I think she goes nuts on Tinsley, because Tinsley is not super authentic. Yes, and, and I agree. And what matter I didn't... so much, but Dorinda, I think that's her trigger. She's like, I show all of my warts on this show. People call me out for everything because I act like an asshole. And she also shows her pain and, you know, everything. She shows it all. And then when Tinsley doesn't show that level, she's like, you don't deserve to be here. You can't play with us. Totally. I think that Tinsley, um, I think Dorinda's really upset because, I, well, I just, I'm, I guess my confusion, I, I, I say that she's projecting because Dorinda refuses to acknowledge that Tinsley's a trust fund kid and that's why she gets her money and she just won't say it. And for some reason, like, like Tinsley's honestly too, like, Tinsley's too, like, I'm going to say proper, I guess, to say it because Tinsley's alluded to the fact that mm-hmm. she already has, she has trust fund money and she's actually explained that she gets an allowance, like she gets a certain amount of money per month for her, from her trust fund. Yeah. She gets mailbox um, money, as they would say on but Southern Charm. But Tinsley's not going to yell. Yes, Tinsley doesn't yell at Dorinda saying, like, fuck you, I'm a trust fund kid. Like, she won't say it because she's too proper to say it. But Dorinda's also not saying it. Like, Dorinda's acting like Tinsley truly has no money and that her boyfriends give her all her money, which we know is not true. We know that's like, not Tinsley, true. Like, Tinsley doesn't need to lay on her back ugh, for shoes. Like, and by the way, even if she did, who cares? Like, who the fuck cares? And so I think Dorinda, I think Dorinda's more invested in Tinsley's life than anybody either on the cast or the viewers are like I don't care I know. this much because I just don't to be honest I don't exp- I think I, I actually think that Tinsley's I think that Tinsley's pretty authentic enough like I think Tinsley's like sobbing to her mother about like not having kids yet and like the fact that she's miserable in her life because Scott and her can't get it together like I think Tinsley has been pretty authentic for herself I think that when T- Dorinda 
and I think I want to say this as like a general point of the episode is that it seems like the show is now trying to like get kind of like step up Dorinda to become the new like quote star of the show or like the new guiding force, which I think is a pretty dumb move because it lo- also looks like she's the villain for the season. She is. So I'm like, why would they like, I don't know why this en- episode was so centered around Dorinda. Like even when she was like, I'm the one who throws the parties in the group. Like, you know, Ramona invites the same 60 people with the same faces, which is true. That's actually funny. And like Luann, you're paying for it. And then she was like, who would Tinsley invite? Which is actually true because we've never seen Tinsley's friends on the show. Yeah, and, Tinsley's and by not way, an anchor. She's not an yeah, anchor to this cast. And she, in fact, we know anchor. that she's going to float out to sea. Yeah, like Tinsley's, I, I don't think, as her, as long as Tinsley could be on the show, which seems like this could be her last year, we're never going to see Tinsley's like real friends on the show. It's never going to happen. Like, I think, I, I understand that they're upset because Tinsley doesn't really live in New York. She lives in a hotel, but lives in Palm Beach. Like, it's definitely weird. Like, I get that, like, some of Tinsley's, like, life on the show is weird, but I think that she's like pretty authentic enough for Tinsley. Like I don't really expect much more from her. Well, that's the thing. The bar is pretty low for Tinsley, whereas it's much higher for some of the other women. And maybe that's what Dorinda is talking about. Also, I think we just have to acknowledge Dorinda is in a really bad place and she is acting out. She was horrible to Sonia last year. Horrible. The year before. No, the year before last, actually. I mean, really, yes. really bad. She she says some awful things to people. And then she comes back and she's tearfully apologetic. It's very much a cycle of abuse with her. I think Tinsley, I'm not sorry, I'm not Tinsley. I think Dorinda, unfortunately, as much as I like, I do love her. I, I think she's mean. She gets really mean. She gets and really I, mean because I think she's in a lot of pain. Not that I'm giving a lot her of an pain. excuse for that, but she, you know that like, that really trite saying, hurt people, hurt people. That to me is Dorinda. That's Dorinda. What do you think, by the way, of what I said before about her sort of like, I think the show trying to make her sort of the central star. It's It seems Absolutely. like Dorinda knows. It seems like Dorinda knows that, too, because she's certainly acting like it. Like Dorinda is acting like she's head bitch in charge yeah, now that Bethany's is. gone. And I'm like, I'm like, who made you a head bitch in charge now? Well, they're very much positioning her to be that. And she loves that. She is the one who publishes her own catchphrases like crazy. You know, she really loves being the head of things and I think this is her moment to shine however it's going to backfire because she is going to become the villain and she's going to fight with everyone and they're all going to turn on her at some point and it's not going to be good and they're going to try to do an intervention on her which New York loves to do and I don't know it looks like a great season though I am I don't care I don't care what happens I am just so excited it's back Brandon I'm totally serious talking about them is like it's like old home week you know what I mean I feel like oh they're back I could talk about my girls like I love housewives in general. Do I think what? Do I think Leah could rise to Supreme? No, I don't think season one she could. I think season two could get interesting. I think she's in it for the long haul, though. Like, she seems to fit in much more quickly than other new housewives do. Than Tins. I know. I think that... um, Or even even in other cities. If you think about the new housewives that come on... They don't necessarily come with that energy that kind of just fits in in the same way. Like, she just seems like she's in. She fits right in. I will say that, you know, uh, she because of her age, she reminds me. It's sort of like similar to the way Gina came into OC, but they're two very different women. And I'm saying this not because I think they're the same. My point is that uh, Leah fits in a lot better than than Gina does in OC. And I think with Leah, you feel the sort of new energy of like, okay, this is the new generation of housewives Mm -hmm. in a way that like, sort of like it snapped really easily into like it clicked into place for me immediately while gina i think could be for example if she wanted to be the new kind of generation of oc but 
it's they're having a hard harder time getting her in there. You know oh, what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Like I, she's I not agree. like she's not like she's not like Shannon and Margaret, who are the same age as the rest of the women, and they're not exactly the new generation of housewives. They're just like they they felt like they've been in the show forever. Same with Dorinda. Leah is a very different energy. Leah is, does not feel like she's been here forever. She feels like very fresh and very new, and like she's going to carry the show when. Luann is eventually gone. Right. And we just have to pray to baby Jesus that Leah doesn't do the white crisis hair and go down the dark hole of Gina's transformation. That would be horrible. Yeah. No, Leah, you don't need any transformation. You don't. (laughs) Look at yourself season one and stay there. Yeah. Except for hearing that. I do love that. They showed a preview for next week where like Leah, it shows that Leah has a tattoo of her name on her back. That can go. And Sonia has a whole speech about like, oh, I don't like tattoos. It's like, oh, God, Sonia, never change. Just be the weird hoarder who says inappropriate shit. We love you. (laughs) Okay, so tell people where they can find you, Brandon, because in between these episodes, you are all over social media and we're all locked at home and we want to talk to each other virtually. So where can we find you? I'm on Insta, the Brandon Alvarado, and on Twitter, the B Alvarado. And I'm on your Facebook group. I'd love to discuss housewives. I'm curious to know. I think this week we're going to get official news about Atlanta's reunion, so we can definitely discuss that. Yes, and Beverly Hills is coming up, and Potomac's coming. Oh, that Potomac trailer. Oh, my God, that was amazing. That was amazing. You're a hardcore Potomac fan. So maybe I'm going to have to jump back in because I know last season was epic and I didn't see it. And so this is a time for me to binge it. Potomac is 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 the best besides New York like it really okay. it's really it's top tier and I think that if you're not watching it I'm not talking about you I'm saying everyone if you are not watching it people it's a mistake and we're quarantined so binge it I will do that I will do that because then you and I could talk about New York we could roll in Beverly Hills and eventually at the end of the month roll in Potomac since we're going to be talking weekly anyway and this is a this is a great time to be deep into housewives because um what else are we going to do, folks? What else is exactly. out there? Please. Let's we'll talk be married about... to the mob like Leah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, you guys, join my Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group, and it's a great group. And you can join the Hey Bunky Facebook group and Patreon Pink Shade group, too, if you're on the Patreon. Make sure to do that if you're a member. It's We're supporting each other in all kinds of ways, even if it's just with humor in these dark times. Again, we got to laugh so that we, we don't cry every minute of every day. And you guys who are listening, thank you so much just for listening and reaching out and helping each other. Brandon, thank you for talking to me about this. You make me, this calms me down to a degree that basically nothing else does. Talking about housewives. I'm so glad. It's like, oh my God, I feel my anxiety leave my body when I can start talking about Sonia Morgan's hoarding problems. You know? <laughs> It just really helps. So, guys, we'll talk to you next week. We'll come back with New York. And, uh, yeah, keep going with the other franchises as they get released. And uh, take care of yourselves. Love you, Brandon. Thank you. Love you, Erin. I was wearing the wrong foundation shade for years and no one told me. Thanks, guys. Then I discovered Il Maquillage, the bold new beauty brand using AI to shade match. Their best-selling Woke Up Like This foundation has 50,000 five-star reviews and is a total game-changer for my glow-up. Plus, it's cruelty-free. You can even try before you buy at home for 14 days, risk-free. Take the quiz and get your shade of flawless at ilmaquillage.com slash quiz. 
That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.